thank you so much for your time today. Um, maybe we can start out. We've been connecting over at Gather for a while now, but you know, kind of just tell everyone who you are, background, origin, how'd you get here? Yeah, so uh, Savannah, Regional Director for Gather, and I was born and raised in Newport News. Um, always thought that I would go somewhere other than Hampton Roads or 757, whatever we're calling it, and um, decided that I loved the area and I moved away, came back, um, and I think that's what really changed things for me. Where'd you move? I went to Tampa. Tampa. Yeah, so had a job in Tampa, really enjoyed it, but it made me realize that when you're far away from home and things happen with your family, it's not fun to have to drive 14 hours to make it back, and it just, it wasn't for me, and it made me really appreciate 757 and the area and want to be a part of the bigger community of it. And what type of work were you doing there? Or were you in school? What did you, uh, what did you study? Yeah, so I studied uh, modern foreign languages with a concentration in Spanish and business. And so I really don't use my Spanish a lot in my professional career, but um, I'm really glad I did it. I studied abroad. It changed my life, my whole mentality on what I wanted out of life. And so I think that was fully worth all of the education aspect of it. Um, and so most of my career has been business, um, community building, and leadership. Where did you study abroad? Spain. Got it. What so part I, of Spain? I went to um, outside of Madrid and then Salamanca. So I went for two months and then I went for a semester. Nice. Yeah, that's, Madrid is like, it's just magical. You know, it's got so much going on. I mean, all the different, it's just... You know, there's so many places all over the world that are, um, are just beautiful and you just, you can take away so much, you know, and reflect. So that's kind of, you know, my two cents from uh, my short time going to Madrid. Um, so, okay, fast forward, you, um, you know, you were studying, um, you got in, did you know what you wanted to do while you were studying? Like, did you know what you wanted to kind of be and... No, I didn't. And if I'm being honest, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. Um, I've been one of those people that I like to try a little of everything and I like to do a little of everything, but I incorporate everything that I've learned into my new adventures. So whether it be business or leadership or marketing, um, I like to, I don't, I don't want to commit to one area and college for me was definitely trial and error. My career has been trial and error of what I love and enjoy. And I think you learn something from each avenue that you take, um, some for the better, some for the worse, but I think it, you know, it all adds up to your experience. How did you end up getting, uh, on with Gather? So funny enough, last year, um, or I guess 2018, the end of the year, I, um, had been in nonprofit and I really enjoyed it, but I just had this epiphany that I was contributing so much, but I didn't know what I was getting out of it anymore. And so I really loved the organization and the people that I worked with, but I just felt like I wanted to be a part of something bigger in the community. And so that kind of ties in with me coming back from Tampa and really believing in some five, seven and all that we're doing. And so I, um, took an extra day off in New Year's and I said, I'm gonna find a job that I can really be a part of making this community grow and making it a better place. And so I came across the position and I just loved everything about it. Um, I think a lot of times 
you know, we always feel like if we want to be in the entrepreneur community, we need to have the great idea. And sometimes you just need to be able to recognize a great idea and want to be a part of it. And that's kind of how I felt when I found Gather, that I could really be a part of making this bigger and growing and bringing all these people together. And so um, I applied, I got a call the next day. I worked really hard interviewing for it and hit the ground running ever since. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I think that's a good point. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, you can have the idea or you can recognize the idea, but I think it's like kind of pinpointing, you know, what is it that you're, you're contributing? So I think that's great. Um, kind of maybe for those that don't know what Gather is or what it does, why don't you maybe, you know, spend some time talking about like how it started maybe and kind of, uh, you know, what type of uh, spaces and services are available. Sure. So Gather is a professional office and co-working community. Uh, we started in 2014 in Richmond. Our owners, Doug and Polly White, they were business consultants and they went on a trip to Denver and saw a space that they loved and within 45 minutes they said we could do this. We could totally do this. And so they came back um, they had a first floor of a building in downtown Richmond that they needed to do something with and they decided to run with it. So they'll tell you that it's where we got it all wrong. We thought that co-working would be the most popular where you're working in an open area. It actually ended up that the offices were more popular. We had eight and they all sold out. Um, and so we realized that this was something that could be a lot bigger. Uh, the benefit of, of it is, is that when you're a small business, you get a business address, you have this whole community you can be a part of, you're not locked into a long-term agreement, especially when you don't know wh where your business will be in six months, a year, five years. Um, a lot of commercial leases are, you know, three to ten years, and so that can be really risky. Um, and so they opened Scott's Edition, Short Pump, and now we've expanded to Hampton Roads, and that's where I came on board, was getting involved with Hampton Roads and helping expand so that eventually we can go out of state. Nice. Um, maybe kind of go into some of the value propositions and some of the, you know, kind of differentiators, because I think when I walk into a gather space, um, I feel like there's a certain tone and aesthetic and uh, attention to detail mm -hmm. um, there's a vibe so maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of what type of I know you have partners and kind of you know vision around like where the direction goes so maybe kind of talk a little bit about that for the listeners yeah absolutely so I'll tell you um, part of it is trial and error so we're still trying to figure it all out um, <clears throat> where we were a year ago versus now, just in 2019, we grew from five to 11 employees, so we've grown really quickly. Um, but I think the biggest thing that sets us apart, you know, we do have the vibe and we have the look and we've worked really hard to try to establish that for consistency. But I think it's the community aspect, whether you are, you know, a one person solo business or your companies in um, England and you have been working from home, you can be a part of this bigger community. It helps build company culture when your company might not have one. And it brings together entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 companies, and it brings them together at events that we do at the coffee pot, just getting to know each other casually when some of them might never talk to each other, they might never run into each other. And it builds this bigger community that they can be a part of it. It also helps grow their business. So um, a lot of people will ask us, you know, who's your typical person? and we kind of have an age group and we do 
um, bring in a lot of uh, solo businesses. They've been around about five years, professional services, uh, but we really don't have one typical gather member. We have writers and accountants and marketing and CPAs, lawyers, a little bit of everybody. So that's kind of the beauty of it is you're bringing all of these great minds and these great businesses together. Fantastic. Um, so that sounds like a delivery. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would say um, a question I had was around um, kind of the I feel like there's a certain level of awareness to co-working spaces that has kind of gotten more out there in the past few years. Like sure. we've seen, um, you know, whether it's like WeWork or something like this, that's, you know, kind of real visible. Um, what, I mean, what's happening <clears throat> maybe from a, from a broad strokes uh, strategically? I mean, what's happening where uh, are, are we coming out of our apartments more and kind of, you know, making our way uh, into co-working spaces or or out of our homes, um, like you mentioned, an example. What what type of trends are happening that's kind of making this uh, this this reality? You know, that's uh, kind of you know this this whole movement with uh, just kind of space. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, it kind of ties into a podcast that I've been listening to that talks about, you know, there's no time like now to make money. And you can do it from anywhere. You can do it on vacation. You can work from home. You can do it while you're traveling. You can do it in an office. There's so many different um, businesses, and we're not doing the typical 9 to 5, 40-hour work week anymore. And so I think that's where it really comes into play because for a while – so many people were starting businesses from home, which they still love, and a lot of people will still work from home, but sometimes that's not as glamorous as it seems. Your dog is driving you crazy, your kids, your husband, your wife. And so I think you know there was that movement of people working from home, and a lot of them were going stir crazy, and they weren't feeling as productive, and you just get lonely. I have one member, he, his company is up north, and when he joined us, he just said, I just want somebody to say hi to me every day that's not my immediate household. And I just want to engage with somebody that isn't work or my wife or my kids. And that's something so simple that we can easily provide. And it's, it's all inclusive in the pricing, but you can't um, put a price on that community factor and just that loneliness that I think sometimes you get from working from home or even just in a small office space. I came from nonprofit and we were a staff of three on a good day and we had a great space and we were locked into this long-term lease um, but it was lonely because a lot of times I was just there by myself and you know if I had had 150 other people to run into over coffee um, and save some money in the meantime then it's kind of a no-brainer it's all-inclusive um, when the printer breaks we're fixing it when you you know need coffee we're making it for you so you know, looking at what you guys focus on, the sustainable factor, it's getting more people together. It's less wasteful as well. Um, so I think there's a lot of different reasons for it, but I think it's it's something that over time has started to make sense now that people have so many flexible work options. It was kind of like a trend to be connected, um, kind of like the internet itself kind of brings, closes that gap a little bit for, um, you know, whether you're a solopreneur or if you're a larger organization, Fortune 500, you know, your staff can kind of still be connected. So Yeah, absolutely. What are some things that are working in terms of 
um, market. When you say eleven staff, I'm thinking, I'm thinking eleven hundred. You know, because I, <laughs> I, you have stuff everywhere. Like I feel like I see whether it's you know I'm seeing feed posts or I'm seeing um, you know I just feel like I see. I see you guys at all the same stuff that we're at a yeah. lot of the time, you know, and I know you're at more stuff than where we're at. So I'm just curious, um, what type of marketing approach are you taking and, um, you know, what's, what's been working? Yeah. So I can talk about what's been working and what hasn't been working. Um, because <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm glad that you're seeing us everywhere and that's kind of our approach is a little bit of everything, trial and error. So in the beginning of the year, we really felt like all we need to do is digital marketing, you know, social media, get it out there. And while it was getting people thinking about us and reminding them about us, um, it wasn't necessarily what was bringing in the most members for us. And obviously at the end of the day, that's what we want. So. Um, I think it's definitely all hands on deck and not being afraid to pivot and look at, okay, you know, we thought this was going to work. It's really not working. Let's, let's focus here. So we're finding that the social media platforms that we thought would be successful weren't as much. Um, and some of the ones that we probably, you know, thought would be a little bit less successful are actually better. Like LinkedIn is actually doing better for us leads wise than say Facebook or Instagram. Um, and a lot of it is because, you know, there are, we're all on all of those typically, but when you're on LinkedIn, you're thinking about your business and your work and networking. And um, we, you know, have shied away from print advertisements just because, you know, in this day and age, it's hard to track how they're doing and who you reached. Um, and then word of mouth. So we go to all the events because even if you don't need space, it'll keep us on your mind. You're going to think about gather and when somebody says, you know, oh, I'm looking for a community or I need conference room time or um, I need an office or, you know, I just need to build my business. You'll remember like, oh, yeah, Savannah, gather, you know, so I think that is really important to us as being a part of the community, supporting the community and also being at the events. Um, and then I think a lot of grassroots marketing, so not being afraid to, you know, you're, you've done a great job of this, of pounding the pavement <laughs> and giving out things and getting your name out there and reaching out to anybody and everybody that might be potential. And what I tell my team is, if they haven't, if we haven't given them the opportunity to say no, then we don't know if it's a no. I think we need to at least ask and check in and, you know, hey, are you looking for office space? Have you heard a gather? I like that. Um, so it's, it's definitely been a lot of trial and error. I think what has been the most successful for us is just getting out there and meeting people and connecting with them and then bringing them in to be a part of it. And maybe, you know, they rent something for the day or they become a long-term member or they come to networking events that we host. But then even if they're not a member of Gather, they might be an ally of Gather too. And then they want to spread the word because they're excited about us. So it all ends up helping in the long run, but getting out there face-to-face -face has been the best. And maybe you can talk a little bit about kind of the agencies or any like freelancers maybe that you all work with to mm -hmm. kind of execute on all of this and kind of what stays in-house and how you kind of think about, you know, sending things across someone else's desk to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We have definitely started doing that more and more. So we... One part of our strategy is we hire really great people, and I can't tell all our secret sauce, but um, we like to hire really friendly, engaging people because that's what makes a difference in the experience. 
And so what we did is we used to have them do everything in-house. And it was nice because it gave them new experiences and new projects. And um, we have, you know, someone in our Norfolk location, she runs all of 757 social media and will help with, you know, planning of the calendar and all of that. But then what we realize is as we fill up more, it's hard to work with all of our members and manage the day-to-days and do all of that. So then we started outsourcing more um, to where we do have some help with social media. We do have some help uh, with blog content just for a variety. We will bring somebody in. We have someone that helps us with videos of our members and they'll do all the editing and interviewing, but we'll work on identifying who to um, interview for it. And um, and then we'll, we have someone that helps us a little bit with business development as well. So I think one thing we've learned as we've expanded to a new area is Richmond is very different than Hampton Roads and every city is very different in Hampton Roads. And that has been challenging and very interesting because we've had to change our approach in every city um, in Hampton Roads especially. So we definitely do more outsourcing because it it makes us all a little bit more productive as we've started to grow more. How do you identify those partners? Like, are these referrals? Are these, do you have a database? Like, how do you decide? Is it just you? You're selected. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we, we really like to support local. So we try to find some in local areas and we try to find people in our um, in our membership. So if they're members of Gather, we are more likely to go to them than we would somebody else because we want to support their business. We want them to be successful long-term. They, we want them to grow within Gather. Um, and I think also we already typically know them. We all already have a relationship. So there's that trust. You've seen their work. And um, so it's, it's kind of an easy fit, but sometimes we will, you know, find someone at maybe a networking event or we've connected with them and then ideally they end up becoming a member of gather too and maybe switch gears a little bit what's the you know what kind of like things do you do outside of work i guess to you know for professional development are you you go to conferences or you panels or um co-working you know state of the union i don't know (laughs) Yeah, so personally or for Gather? Um, Both. Okay. Um, For Gather, there there are some co-working conventions. So we didn't go this year. We were too inundated in three locations that opened up at the same time, which really wasn't the plan, but that's how construction goes. Um, So there are some co-working conferences. Um, We... We'll do professional development. Since I'm new in this role, I haven't really been able to just because it has been really busy. But personally, I do, for me, I like to volunteer. That's kind of how I professionally develop myself in a lot of ways because I think you're only as good as what you give. And I think it's really important to give back. And I think not, you know, that's usually not the motivation and it shouldn't be your motivation, but you usually get so much from giving as well. Um, so it's kind of win-win. That's never my motivation for it. But um, I'll have to think on the, the professional aspect a little bit more, though. No, that's good. Do you have uh, mentors or is there anyone that you turn to for, you know, advice or counsel? I, I honestly go to, it's cheesy, but I go to my parents a lot no, for advice. Um, I, you know, my my mom even though she 
she was a teacher and my dad traveled a lot. He was a captain, merchant mariner. And, you know, she was never in the business world, but she still nails the pros and cons of everything. She can lay it all out. I don't know. Moms just know. For, yeah. I don't know what it is, but they know. That's so <laughs> I go to my mom quite a bit. I do have a former boss that I like to talk to. She's one of those people. I want to be her when I grow up. And I love the way she handles things and makes people feel. And she gets so much done, but she also is the most complimentary person you'll ever meet and just makes you feel like you want to do everything that she thinks you're capable of. And so I would say those are, yeah, definitely two of my biggest mentors um, for work and financial advice. I definitely go to my dad. What are you excited about for 2020? I'm excited for less construction, (laughs) Um, but I'm really excited. We are expanding to Virginia Beach, and I think that is going to be a really good connector in the 757. We have so much interest already for it, Um, so I think that's going to be really exciting. And this year, last year we had we were expanding to a new area there was lots of construction going on and it was the first time we had expanded ever out of richmond so i think this year um, is where we can refine kind of our strategy and what we're doing and we're looking at you know what has worked well what hasn't um and and looking at going out of state in 2021 so that's exciting as well to start planning that Um, so we have some cities and states in mind but we're still playing around with it so i think that that'll be exciting perfect um what are i had thought and i kind of went in a different direction but (laughs) um i guess kind of like the founder story and just like working with the founders how's that interaction like you know how involved yeah well so it so our founders they are uh, married and so i I would say that has been an interesting dynamic. Um, They're married and our other managing partner, we have three, was brought in from the very beginning. So he really helped build Gather to what it was and then they came back into the fold. Um, So having three bosses that operate very differently has been challenging. Um, But one of the appeals was my owners, Doug and Polly, were both business consultants and Polly was in the HR industry Doug was in the financial industry, so Doug crunches all the numbers and plans construction, and Polly does sales and operations and HR, and they are just a wealth of knowledge and um, very well known in the Richmond area. And so that was definitely appeal of the position as well, is that not only do I get to help them grow and expand to 757 and kind of be their go-to for the area, but I've learned so much from them already on everything. I never knew taking this position I would learn so much about construction and just all these things that um, I didn't expect that you don't see on the behind the scenes of it. What's something that you wouldn't expect that you've seen like behind the scenes of the whether it's like a construction site or something like this? (laughs) Uh, Well my first day I was working off of a radiator and had to go find a chair so which is kind of ironic because we you know have beautiful space and so now it's definitely nice but um, there's a lot of moving parts of construction it is very tedious it is very time-consuming and I 
yeah, I, I, I didn't expect a lot of that. I guess I didn't expect to have my hands in a lot of that, but um, just even, you know, we had a situation where we installed our bathroom doors and they were on the plan looked great and they got installed and they had see-through glass on them oh. <laughs> and <laughs> when you know you have somebody using the restroom or a shower you, know, you can't have see-through glass so little things like that that you know it's just a door but that's kind of a big deal so things come up like that all the time <laughs> where good. you're like okay we have to so definitely being flexible and you know that you might have 50 things on your to-do list and you might get none of them done because you're trying to, you know, figure some of that out. Um, I will say the benefit of it was I got to see, you know, a very historic building in Norfolk gutted to the cement, which was really, really neat to see start to finish from the bathrooms gutted all the way to what it is now, um, which took, you know, a lot of time and a lot of work, but it was, it was neat to see um, the history behind the building. What are some uh, learnings, maybe, from you know being at Gather so far, or, or even just like 2019, like just you know key learnings that you might have had? Uh, personally, I would say learning to not stretch myself too thin. Um, I'm sure you run into this quite a bit, just, you know, the hustle of trying to get your name out there and trying to get the word out there, but you also have to take care of yourself. And I feel like um, that was a struggle for me because I am a yes person all the time. And so, you know, looking at how can I work smarter and not harder and really streamline what I'm doing. Um, and then also trying to focus on certain aspects and not trying to do too many things at once. So we were going into, and that was for all of us, we were going into a new market, we we're hiring new people, um, the talent pool in 757 is different than the talent pool in Richmond, and I think we underestimated how big of a difference the areas would be, and I mentioned this before, but how different the cities would be. We, you know, we're planning to do it all the same in each city, but Newport News is very different than Norfolk. And me even being from the area, you know, I kind of forgot about even, you know, that area just on one side of the water is very divided. Um, and so that was a key learning is you can't assume that every market is going to be the same because nine times out of 10, they're gonna be extremely different. Um, so I would, I would say those are, assume nothing and, saying no a little bit more and just kind of streamlining and taking care of myself some. What would you say to potential uh, clients or potential uh, you know, guests that are thinking about maybe making the move from home to co-working space or you know, traditional office to uh, space? What type of things should they maybe you know, look forward to or like maybe how would they plan or prepare to, to kind of make that transition? Yeah, I think the hardest thing for a lot of people that come to us is shifting their mindset of what they really need. So a lot of people think they need a huge office and all of this space to store all of these cabinets. And I think when you, a lot of times when they look at it, they're like, wow, I could just put all of this digitally. I don't really need all of this. Um, and then I think, you know, the most important thing is just get involved in the community. We plan about five to six events per month specifically to get people together and organically get to know each other. So um, this morning we had Flapjack Friday, we served coffee, pancakes. 
Uh, we put in a little extra effort, did tater tots and bacon, and our members loved it, and they all sat at our community tables and talked. And so those are the things that, you know, you're not going to get from working at home. And you'll get it at a networking event, but it's just a little bit different. We'll do, you know, holiday parties. Um, for Christmas, we, you know, just the holidays, we did karaoke and potluck and people could bring their kids and so then it's not just about work anymore it's just you know this bigger picture and I think it's really what you make of it and um, and then just looking at you know what do you really need in your office space in your community because nine times out of ten what they thought they needed space wise they really don't and I had to learn that myself too. I, I travel out of a bag now pretty much to different locations. And, you know, I used to have a really big office at my other job and um, it changed my mindset. Um, no, this has been great. Thank you again. Um, where can the listeners kind of follow you and connect with Gather? Yeah, so workatgather.com is the best place to check us out. Um, you can book a tour. We also um, have different events you can find on our newsletter and on Facebook. A lot of them are open to the community, so that's nice. Um, and then I'm on all the social platforms, Savannah Bolin. And um, I'd say, the, you know, visit our website, come check us out. I think seeing is definitely believing. So a lot of people think they know what we do, who we are, and then they walk in and you kind of see it in their face. Like, wow, I had no idea. So I think um, that makes a huge difference. Perfect. Thank you for doing this, Savannah. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me.